Come on. The strong, the powerful Michael K has returned to Lifeblood. Welcome back, Michael. I'm so glad to be here, George. Uh, it's uh, it's an honor, and it's uh, it's great to be able to reconnect with you. Yeah, likewise. Michael is a certified financial planner. He's a financial life planner. He's the president of Financial Life Focus. He is an author, a speaker. He's the host of the Chapter 10, Chapter X podcast. And he is a Tiny Habits certified coach, and this is his third time on the show, so welcome back again. Michael, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. <laughs> wow, that's, uh, that, that, that's, a, that's a, a pretty broad area. Let's see. Um, I'm, uh, I'm completely blessed in having uh, two children, two grandchildren. Uh, my kids live close by, and that's a joy. My wife and I have been together. It'll be 45 years married this uh, this summer coming up, and um, we have a new puppy named Phoebe, and uh, life is life is good, and it's exciting, and it's learning, and uh, it's it's taken on all kinds of new directions. Uh, I actually just in the process of finishing up a a course on sustainable investing, and as you mentioned, uh, I just became a Tiny Habits certified coach, which uh, I think is it's pretty interesting. So, you know, all different ways of helping people. Uh, you, um, my, my work uh, in, in uh, financial life focus uh, in working with clients to help them, you know, kind of synthesize what their values are and how, to, how does that, how does that translate into actionable, uh, into, into actions that will help them lead the life that they value most. And that's the, the centerpiece of, of life planning is, you know, how do you kind of align your values with your money? And the problem is, is for most people is, you know, they, they don't even think about things like that. Like, what do they believe about money? What do they believe about themselves? What messages have they dragged with them from childhood and how that relates to their actions to, today? And then it's like, okay, well, you know, how do we assess risk? And what are the things that are most important to you? And um, what are the things that are your musts? You know, what must happen? you to feel satisfied that you're on the right path so those are some of the things that uh, that, that we're doing and uh, it's it's just joyful uh, the chapter X project has been uh, the podcast started this past September of, of 20 and um, I've had guests ranging from you know guys who were a, a gentleman who was a nuclear submarine captain uh, another gentleman who was a Vietnam War helicopter pilot and hero and uh, people who've just shared different stories. And I've had uh, psychologists and just people who've just my, the first podcast was with a, a friend of mine who I reconnected with after a lifetime. We were friends in grammar school and he moved away to private school, never saw him again. And we reconnected and he's now retired and uh Interesting, funny, you know, learning how to do stand-up comedy and nice volunteering with the Red Cross and things like that. So it's just been it's just been so so interesting for me. Well, congratulations on 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 all of that. Certainly, forty-five years of marriage. Talk about sustainable investing. 
I think that that's probably an example <laughs> of that. <laughs> well, it's uh, it, like anything else. It's it's learning, right? It's uh, it's learning and adapting and growing and uh, synthesizing and you know centering on your values. So, um, yeah. And I we we were talking uh, offline just about how how wonderful I I think that the Chapter X podcast is and how how valuable I I, I think that people are certainly going to find it. Because you talk about going through different seasons of life where you are, you know, just trying to figure out where you fit in the world as a young person. Then you start, you know, really driving hard and making money. And then it's a different transition and then a different transition. And so going through that as an individual and then going through it with a spouse and even being mindful of going through it at all. Um, all these things sort of come into view, hopefully, right? Like, like values and for you personally thinking more about sustainable investing. Um, I, I don't know if there's a question in there, Michael, I think that it's, I think it's really cool and extremely valuable. Um, when, when, when people aren't mindful, it, hmm, I, I, I would think that everybody would want to be thinking about these things, but that's probably not the case. Well, you know what, it, and I understand, it, and, and I think if we if we really focus on it, you know, we, it's really hard not to be caught up in the day to day. You know, we live in such a consumeristic society, you know, that it's constantly. I mean, you can't do a Google search for a lawnmower and then not get bombarded by emails <laughs> and ads, you know, for the next three years. Um, and that's just, it's constantly being pushed down our throat. But when you take, when you, you ask or, or you give people the opportunity to basically take a breath and say, you know what, let's, instead of, instead of this idea of, um, you know, being all this pressure of, you know, keeping up or, or in our own minds, what it means to be successful in terms of possessions, uh, the, the lessons that have been handed down uh, really center around, not on things, but on experiences, on relationships. And I think if, if, if COVID pointed out, you know, anything is the value of uh, the relationship and the, and the connectivity between people. And the, the whole concept behind Chapter X, which I'm, I would guess that most of your listeners aren't, wouldn't be familiar, is it's really aimed towards men who are transitioning into life after, after work. And the, the reason, uh, and, and I've been taken to task by women uh, on the fact that it's aimed towards men, and I, and I understand it, but uh, I actually gave a talk uh, right before COVID uh, to a group, and the women kind of attacked me, after, some of them, afterwards saying, you know, why aren't you doing this for women? And I, I said, well, two reasons. Number one, uh, I'm not a woman, and I, I wouldn't presuppose to, uh, to speak for women in terms of their experiences. Um, and number two, women are generally so much better. Mm. And I'm, again, I'm going to underline and put in italics and bold the word generally are so much better at this transition than men are. Uh, men uh, typically are become their job. They, they identify themselves as their profession, as their work, as who they are. As, and women uh, generally, again, I'll put it in quotes, bold, underline, uh, are uh, know how to socialize better. It's not about this cutthroat competition. 
the hunter, you know, the, the hunter mentality of, you know, I've got to be the best competition that uh, we grow up with, especially baby boomers. And I can't, I really can't speak for millennials or Gen X or Gen Y or whatever, or Gen Z. I, I can only speak for uh, the age bracket that I'm in, which is the baby boomer generation, is that, you know, we were raised to say, you know, you're only successful if you're better than someone else. Hmm. And, um, and, but is that really what we want? Is that really what we need? Uh, and I think this idea of touching our values and say, what do I really care about? You know, I care about relationships. I care about being with the people I, I, I love. And uh, I, I'm intrigued by interesting conversations. And uh, I want to see things and experience things. And what are those things? And how do I kind of attach those to my life instead of this idea that I'm on this hamster wheel of work? And believe me, I mean, I've been, I've been on the hamster wheel of work uh, <laughs> since I was 13 years old. And that's no complaint. I feel very blessed that the experiences and uh, uh, work that the different kinds of work that I've done through the years uh, have been interesting by and large or have been learning experiences, all of them. Um, you know, from my earliest experiences of you know, pulling weeds and working for a butcher and a, working at a bagel shop and being an accountant and in, into my life in financial services. And there's been some other things in there that I haven't spoken about, but that doesn't matter. Uh, and it's just these varied experiences just been kind of like the the color on the, you know, the, 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 the pigments on the palette. And I, I just hope and wish that uh, people who are on that hamster wheel recognize that they don't necessarily have to be if they can realign their values and really think about it. What do I care about? What are the things deep down that move the needle for me? Um, you know, people get all hot and bothered. Uh, they're attached to their opinions. They're, you know, uh, they're, they're going to war against the next person, and we don't need to live that way. Um, so that's kind of been my, 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 I'll put the word crusade in there in terms of chapter X and, and my life as a financial life planner. I love it. And of, 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 of immense value. So I, I, I appreciate it. Does, does tiny habits play into this? Um, I'm making assumptions that because it's tough for people to to make these massive shifts, but maybe we can help them by making small changes. Absolutely, and you know, I I became intrigued by um, uh, B.J. Fogg's book Tiny Habits, and I uh, and I thought that wow, this is such an kind of an elegant approach to helping people make changes and um, the changes that they want and that they value. So I undertook the, uh, the certification program, and I figured, you know, if I can uh, use it to help people integrate small changes, because massive changes, are, you know, any change is hard. Uh, but if you have some tools and some methodology for doing it, it certainly makes that shift easier uh, and more palatable. So yeah, it's it's been very intriguing, and I've been very fortunate in that the the group of people that I uh, did the training with, one was in the UK, one was in Germany, uh, one was in one's in I think in the Midwest, and um, 
out in Nevada. And, and these people all varied, and they all have different areas of expertise and special and specialty that they want to bring these changes to. So, um, it, yeah, I would, I would, I highly recommend it to to anyone who's interested in knowing more about how to shift behaviors in a, a very easy and, and interesting way. Is there a certain area that you're most excited about implementing it in, like, like goal setting, values, saving money? Yeah, I. You know what? It's. I'm. I'm looking at how I can incorporate it into people's behaviors in in, in the next chapter of, of their chapter X, and and and, uh, and the other is in you know in any way of, of of how people look at spending, and you know how people become more money aware and more aware of tying their behaviors uh, to align with, you know, what they care most about. So how, how, how do you see that actually manifesting? If you can just give me a fictitious example of George's, he's, he's ready to retire or he's in retirement, what, or, or maybe it's before that. Okay. So, so for example, let's say, um, you know, you, you have to name, if you name the habit, you know, what, what, what habit would I like to install? And for some people it might be, you know, I want to get a more, a, a better fitness routine because my health, especially, you know, listen, health is always important. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and you know, what we eat, uh, and the level of industrialized food uh, that are refined and processed and things like that are just really killing our, our, our nation and the world. Uh, it's like being more mindful. So how could, you know, how could you shift the habit to be more mindful? So maybe the tiny habit might be to understand the ingredients, you know, read the ingredients before you take, before you put it on your, on your plate. Uh, or, um, if it's exercise, when you get up in the morning, the first thing you're going to do after you get out of bed, you're going to, and, and watch, you're going to put your sneakers on or something. Uh, so that you're getting you're getting yourself ready to move in this right direction. Uh, uh, B.J. Fogg uses uh, the, an example in the book about flossing his teeth. And while for most people that might not sound like such a big deal, uh, he tells the story that his teeth are very, very, very close together and flossing is always a problem. So he installed the tiny habit of flossing one tooth. <laughs> and, and, you know, and, and then celebrating and the idea of celebrating each success. So, you know, you have to tie the habit into uh, what's called a, a triggering event or, a, you know, a moment that prompts you to do it. So there's a, there's a, there's a system and a process to it. And, you know, being, being a financial life planner, you know, process and, and, and being an ex CPA, a process is very important to me. So having this process to help people identify what's that moment, uh, you know, to, let's say a meditation practice, What's going to get you down on the cushion or into a walking meditation? There's a step. And so it, it's really interesting for each person. You know, even take someone who is, uh, has a spending, you know, a, a, an overspending issue and understanding what, what is their methodology. And so it's like, what, what can you do before I press that button on, you know, on the, the website to buy an item? I'm going to take a walk for five minutes. Uh, and have some separation between the, the spend decision and the buy decision. So these are some of the things that we can do that can be helpful for people to, 
help put them in the direction that they want to go in. It, it, it's not directive, and that's the whole, and, that, and that's the magic of it. You know, if you tell someone stop doing that, well, unless they want to stop doing right. that, whatever that is, it doesn't matter what you have to say or what you're thinking. So, or what you or what you might know in your heart is the right action for them. You know, it's like telling someone to to go on a diet. Okay, mm. good luck. <laughs> yeah, or go or go run run a, run a 5K or run run a run a marathon. Okay, thanks. So, uh, it really has to it really has to come from within. Yeah, that's that's so true, right? It's like you need to stop eating the way that you're eating is the same thing as, you know, your favorite football team is 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 lousy, you should change it. Like, okay, great. Right, exactly. Thanks, but no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like I I I my son-in-law is a Mets fan and I'm like, "Why?" <laughs> and, and and please no 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 hate mail from Mets you know it's like you know I, I wish them all the luck in the world I really really do because it's good for baseball but but uh, you know I I would and he would look at me like well because I've always been a, a Mets fan oh okay I won't con- I won't try and convince you. So funny. There's so many jokes to be made there. My wife is also a Mets <laughs> fan. It's like, you know, the Yankees have won the World Series like like 25 or 30 times. You, you right, realize that, right? And you could have been. Could have Anyway, anyway. <laughs> exactly. To, to your point, Michael, you're not going to get people to change their mind about, uh, about their favorite ice cream, certainly let alone the way that they actually eat or the way that, they, that they've decided to, to be spending their money over the course of the vast majority of their life. Um, they need to help them maybe just question how does that even, I mean, that's, that's, that's a big thing to, to be able to help somebody with. Yeah. I listen, if, if, if and, and that's why I find interesting is when people find us at financial life focus, they are, you know, it's, uh, it's very self-selective and it's, you know, do you want someone who's going to sit there and pick stocks for you? Well, if that's what you want, you're not coming to us. Uh, if you want someone who is going to help you kind of tie your values to uh, a roadmap uh, that covers your entire financial life, well, we have a good conversation going. So it's really, you know, it's very self-selective in terms of the types of people. And same thing with people who join the Chapter X community, you know, uh, and I had a conversation with one who I actually recorded a podcast with him recently who's a retired physician uh, up in New England. And it, we, we hold a, a monthly Zoom meeting and he was like, eh, he's not, I guess he's not a big joiner, but he was intrigued to come on. And, and afterwards, you know, he said he decided to give it a try. And afterwards said, well, what a great experience it was. So, you know, it's just, we have our tendencies that we're comfortable with. And, you know, as as a, a, a friend of mine who who's, who's who has said years and years and years ago, and it's it has stuck with me, and that is, you know, no growth happens in the in your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And you know, this whole idea of you know, if you, if you want to continue to grow, uh, you have to be willing to meet with with discomfort of some level, and the, the discomfort might just start with the idea of um, challenging a belief. You know, what is it I believe and why? And is it true? And I think that's where, where we go wrong is we don't, uh, we don't question our beliefs because they're so ingrained and they're so comfortable. But is it true? Is it, is it objectively true? And 
most people don't want to have that conversation. They don't have the time. They don't have the, they don't, they're kind of like, it's, it's uncomfortable, but no one ever died being from being, you know, from, from discomfort. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just feel uncomfortable. Um, you know, it's like that. It's, it was like the, uh, the, the one time I went, um, uh, on the, what is it? The zip line, uh, we were in Costa Rica and the, and that first step off the platform was terrifying and like, okay, I'm uncomfortable, but this is a great experience. Um, so, you know, you, you have to keep telling yourself over and over, no one, no one ever died from being uncomfortable. Uh, you know, so it, you have to, I think you just kind of have to ask, keep asking those questions of yourself and, you know, is this, is this fatal or am I just feeling uncomfortable? Um, so. I love it. Well, Michael, if people are ready for your difference making tip, even though that certainly could have been it. What, <laughs> what do you have for them? Well, I'll, I'll, I'll stick with that. I'll, you know, it's, if I'm going to, if I'm going to leave you with anything, uh, George, it's, it's don't be afraid to question your beliefs and, and, and feel uncomfortable. It's okay. Well, I think that that is great stuff that definitely gets come on come on Michael thank you so much for coming back on where can people learn more about you how can people engage with you where can they find chapter X well if they want to find chapter X they can find it uh, at www.michael f f is in Frank k k a y uh, dot com uh, and if they're interested in knowing more about um, uh, our work as uh, financial life planners it's financial-lifefocus.com. And we're happy to entertain questions. And uh, I speak to advisors all the time who just want to just wanna talk. And I'm always happy to interact with people who are looking to test their beliefs and uh, see how, another point of view. Uh, I, I actually just spoke with a, a financial planner who, was, who asked me if I would speak with him and asked me if I would look at his website and things like that. And I said to him, I said, well, you know, you know that if you're going to ask me these questions, you have to be prepared for the truth. And I said, dude, your picture is grim. You look like the most, you look so grim and, and unhappy. Get a new picture on your website where you look happy and inviting. And I think he was a little taken aback. Uh, and his rationale was more like, um, you know, because I look so young, I, you know, I, I, I thought it would give me gravitas and I'm mm-hmm. like, no, it kind of makes you look scary. So <laughs> Michael known, known for his candor. So I appreciate that. Excellent. <laughs> well, if you enjoyed this much as I did, show Michael your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Check out the chapter X podcast. You can find that at michaelfk.com or on iTunes as well, go to financial-lifefocus.com and learn about how Michael is helping people and how he can help you as well. Thanks again, Michael. Thanks, George. Be well. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight as we are all in this together.